Come on, come on, let's have it! Welcome to the Freedom Lifestyle Podcast with your hosts, Callum Webber and Jacob Ingamgore. Yes! How are we all doing, everybody? Happy days. So we're here for another uh, another episode of the Freedom Lifestyle Podcast. Myself, Mr. Callum Webber, and we've got a very, very special guest on today. Mrs. Ellie Simons, who is actually Callum's girlfriend. And uh, we all live together when we're all out in Mallorca. So uh, we've got some uh, we've got some mad questions uh, that we're going to be throwing out there. But Ellie, just um, before we get started, introduce yourself and just share a bit about your story. Hello, everyone. Finally been invited on the podcast. <laughs> it took a few episodes and I finally made my way on here. Tell me why we're doing it, why we're getting girls on the she podcast. Keeps saying to me that, she keeps saying to me that she's got an agent rate, so um, Yeah, I'm Jacob, charging by the hour. I think this one's going to cost us, Jacob. <laughs> before, before we get into it, Ellie, just share a bit about yourself and your story. So, my name's Ellie. Um, I grew up in Bristol. From a young age, I knew what I wanted to do in life. Um, I've been performing from a very young age. When I was 13, um, I went to a theatre school in London and I trained there. Then at 16, when I left school, I didn't want to go and do A-levels. So I went straight to college and did musical theatre at college for three years. And then I graduated in 2019, had about six months of auditioning and settling in back home. And then pandemic. And then everything kind of stopped for me. Um and then I was in the gym one day. Oh, here it comes. I met this one. Here we go. <laughs> and life's been a bit mad since. We, we, we met in Titan Gym. We met in the gym. <laughs> so ladies, if you want a boyfriend, get yourself to the gym. <laughs> top top tips from, from, from Ellie straight away. Yes. But you obviously, uh, Ellie, you're, um, you're in a bit of a mad industry, aren't you, with obviously the um, musical theatre industry, especially during like the pandemic, you know obviously it got completely shut down. So like, tell the listeners a bit more about um, what specifically you did um, at your uh, college um, and obviously the, the effects of what COVID happened to, uh, to your career. Yeah, so I do musical theatre. So when I was younger um, and I was in primary school, um, I went on a tour when I was about 10 years old and I was performing. Um, so I felt like I had a bit of a crazy childhood. I was always in and out of school, which I loved because I really didn't like school. Um, Amen. <laughs> yeah. And then I met loads of people that went to this theatre school in London through some of the jobs I did. And I said to my mum, I was like, I really want to go there. So I auditioned to get into this theatre school. Um, but I needed a scholarship because it was in London. And I didn't get in for year seven. So I went to our local school for year seven. But I knew it just wasn't for me. I used to ring my mum and be like, can you come get me? <laughs> um, so then I eventually I carried on auditioning. I didn't give up and I got my scholarship and I went to this secondary school and I had the best time, learnt lots, carried on working. I did West End shows. I did voiceover work. I was really, really lucky. Um, and then I went straight to college to train to do the same thing as an adult. Um, and then I left college. And then obviously when COVID hit, all the theatres in London shut. And every film production, every theatre, everything just stopped. So auditionings, auditions were non-existent. Um, and then when it reopened, it was very, very slow getting back into it. And it kind of went back with everybody who already had a job. 
So it meant that like people like me who were looking for new things, there wasn't really a place for us. So it's it's been hard getting back into it. And it's still not picked up loads for me. Um, so I've resorted to other things. There we are. <laughs> I mean, it sounds, it's such a hard industry, the industry you're in, obviously. Yes. Like you went down to a, to a, an audition the other day. Was it for, was it for Mamma Mia? No, that was a couple of weeks ago. I had an audition on Tuesday. No, I meant the one where you, there was a queue of like thousands. Oh yeah, Mamma Mia. Yeah, I didn't. See, I do listen. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, I went all the way up for an audition and there were so many people there that I couldn't even get in. So it's crazy. You had a mad time out in Mallorca, obviously you were ticket selling. You were rinsing it for your first time. Like you were just absolutely banging in the deals. What was that Mallorcan lifestyle, living out there, traveling, selling, being utterly free? How has that impacted your life? Yeah, so obviously you two went out before me um, and I couldn't go out because I was working. Um, so I was just working from home and doing my usual jobs. And I obviously knew that I'd love to go out there. So when the opportunity came up, it was only for three weeks. But I thought, you know what, I've got nothing to lose. So got a one-way flight out to Mallorca. And best decision probably to date. I love it. Not I love made it. many good decisions in life, but this has to be one of them. So to give a bit of context, obviously... Everyone that's listening to this, known that I've, you know, I've done four seasons in, in, in Mallorca. I've always, you know, while I was at uni, I was going to Mallorca every single summer. And it genuinely, that place changed my life. Like, even though I was at uni studying business, I was obviously there for three years and I didn't learn one thing. Whereas I went out and lived in Mallorca and ha so I learned so much more from living abroad and obviously earning money abroad. So obviously... To give you the opportunity, Ellie, to obviously come out with me and, and join the group. Obviously, you got to live with uh, you got to live with me. You got to live with Jacob and hey. <laughs> yeah, A hey. constantly. But obviously, to be fair, Ellie, <laughs> you said obviously me and Ellie were having having a dinner with uh, my nan. Big up Terry. Ellie was saying we need to get my nan on the podcast. So all the listeners here, give me a message if you want to get my nan on the podcast because uh, she'll be able to dish more dirt than me. Oh god, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I should probably get her on there. Get her um, on. But yeah, obviously the whole in in Mallorca, oh, like Ellie said earlier, he, she actually missed you, Jacob. So I did. Even I though that energy every morning. Yeah, he's a he's a bit <laughs> of a mad guy to live with, isn't he? But whenever I would make a sale, Jacob be there. Yes, Ellie, last. Bosh. Oh, bosh. <laughs> so let's so, so let me ask you then Ellie so obviously like moving out to Mallorca so before you moved out like did you experience feeling like an emotion of feeling fearful yeah I was really nervous I remember saying to you I was like oh I'm not sure about this but you know I spoke to my mum a lot about it and I was like I've got nothing to lose because my job had ended and I thought you know what I can always come home but it was absolutely not the case I loved it, made good money, we had a great time and definitely will go back and do it again. And I just think if I hadn't have done it, I would have always thought, what if, what if? So like for anyone listening to this, you know, if you're ever in a situation, like a business situation or you want to go traveling, but you're fearful about going traveling or starting a new business, like at the end of the day, like worst, worst case scenario and you move into that fearful situation, like you move into doing a new business or you go travel and you realize you don't like it, you can just go home. Yeah. Like it's as simple as that. So you may as well just, just do it anyway, because I guarantee you, because when, when you go, when you put yourself into a fearful situation, that's how you grow in life. And 
that's how you get to the next level. Whereas if you never, ever do anything that's, that's like a fearful situation, you are just going to be in the same position for the rest of your life. And fast forward 20 years time. Let me ask you a question. If you're listening to this right now, will you be happy if in 20 years time, you're still doing the exact same thing that you're doing now? Or fast forward 20 years time, would you be a lot happier that over the last 20 years, you've put yourself in fearful situations, you've leveled up year after year after year, and then imagine the life that you can create out of just doing that by putting yourself in fearful situations. But yeah, great value, Ellie, with the with the fact that you were fearful, but you just did it anyway. And that three weeks felt like three months. Yeah, because you're with me. Time slows down, doesn't it? You you operate at a different time. You live in your best life, I have to agree. Yeah, it does. Time slows down. When I'm enjoying myself, it does feel like ages. Yeah, it's mad just flipping back to what you just said then. Um, Obviously, I just jumped off uh, a coaching call with my coach then. And um, going to the whole, like, stepping out of your comfort zone, etc. Comfort is, is another word for comfort is familiarity. Now, with your neurons in the brain, the way that your your brain operates is uh, between your neurons, you've got the the synapses and the the fire signals across them. And the more that, um, you know, your brain has this neuroplasticity, when you step out your comfort zone into new, unfamiliar environments, what that does is it creates more connections between your neurons. So it literally increases your capacity of your brain of what you can accomplish and what you can do. So it literally is a science by stepping out your comfort zone. Your brain operates on a higher conscious level and therefore it forward momentums you uh, towards creating success, which is a mad, mad concept. At school and college, you did a bit of a mad, you know, a mad course, obviously, with the musical theatre and stuff. Like, what are the top three skills that you've learned from doing that that you're now going to took it into your like, adult life and what you're going to continue to take on uh, in your future life discipline would be one of them because you know I wasn't like doing what the average child did I would be at school maybe two or three times a week and then I'd be performing traveling to London so discipline would definitely be one. so so how important is discipline like to you well yeah I'd say it was more back then because I was in such a strict routine now I'm more relaxed with it, but I know when I need it for certain things. Um, another one is rejection. I'm so used to rejection Big. now um, because all throughout school and college, you know, you're being compared to people that are better than you. Um, and especially with auditions, auditions, literally all it is, is are you the best in the room at the time? And if you're not, then you're not going to get the job. And that's quite hard to accept at first. But once you accept that you're not always going to be the best, yeah, you can get over it. But one day you will be the best in the room and you will get the job. Do you know what? That's that's a really good point as well, like with rejection as well. That's something that it's such a valuable skill to learn because in business and especially in sales, you are going to get rejected a lot. Yeah. And that's just the reality of it. So learning how to take a rejection and take it into a positive into a positive light, like in sales, you know, it's a numbers game. You just got to get in front of more people, whereas obviously rejection you know, if you're new to sales or new to business and you get a bit of rejection, it might just start making you overthink and put you off from doing it. But in reality of it is, most people that got successful, they have been rejected thousands of times, thousands of times. So that is a great skill that you learn to, to be able to face rejection. So and I've learned to sort of laugh it off as well. Like you've got to laugh at life, otherwise you'll be sad a lot of the time. 
Like every time we got, I got pied in Mallorca doing a cell, I'd just laugh. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? It's funny. It's the best way, and well, it gives you freedom you as well. Because you're internally yeah, free, aren't you? When you're not arsed and you don't give a yeah. fuck, it, it creates that internal freedom where it's like, yeah, so on to the next one. Yeah, bang on. Jake, yeah. like you're on Tinder, lad. Hey. <laughs> 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 on to the next. On to the next. On to the next one. Yeah. You, you said about laughing it off as well. What's the, the third valuable skill that you've learned from doing what you've, uh, what you've done when you were younger? Just, I think... Sometimes I have to remind myself of this, but if you love something and it's all you want to do, just keep going. Like I've been rejected, you know, I've not really professionally worked since I left college, but whenever I get an audition, I still go for it because it could be that one time that I get it and it'll all be worthwhile. And I just think you get one life. So why would you not do what makes you happy? You two are doing what makes you happy. So I got to go after what makes me happy. But I have to say, doing sales in Mallorca gave me that adrenaline and that fulfillment, and I absolutely loved it. So that will keep me going. Yeah, definitely. that's it. But ultimately, it's like, it's obviously, a good skill. Jacob's yeah. all about purpose, and ultimately, you know what your true purpose is, which is amazing because not many people listening to this podcast, or not not many people like in our generation, know what their true purpose is. I've only just really um, realized in the last like six months what mine is so which is fine because it changes as well exactly it has to change so you know I obviously knew what I wanted to do from a young age which was lovely but it hasn't gone to plan so it does change throughout your life I think with that though I think it's like with your purpose your vehicle of how you lean into your purpose can change throughout your whole life but your purpose is like your north star so to to give an example on that so my purpose from the NLP and stuff we've done is feeling alive and living life as a fun adventure of winning and impacting others through being authentic. So right now, our vehicle is obviously coaching, but there are other ways of leading into that. And for you right now, what your purpose is, it is theatre, but maybe because the way you feel from sales as well, that's another vehicle of your way of leaning into yeah. it. And it's the same for everyone. Definitely. Yeah, big time. Big it's time, like, big it's like time. performing, isn't it? Like theatre is performing and that's the same with sales is like obviously yeah it's an act isn't it you got yeah yeah you know you got you got you got, you got to be lines to remember com- your scripts confidence yeah. you know you're especially like if you end up like talking on stage which I'm I'm sure you're going to in the future I, I know you're going to impact a lot of people you just you just don't know it yet but I feel like all the skills that you've learned you know throughout your life you're going to use them in the future to do, to do amazing things. My dad would love to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Just to reassure you, dad, you didn't waste your money. Yeah, don't worry, Mark. You're, <laughs> you're going to get your money back. <laughs> but to be fair, honestly, Ellie, you know everybody says their their granddad or is, is the best. John, we'll get him on the podcast. John needs to get on this podcast. Maybe we get John and Terry on a, on, oh on as a God. double. But yeah. honestly, anyone listening to this now, especially anyone that knows Ellie's granddad, John, he is iconic. So I'm actually just going to ask you a question about your granddad, John. What is like the best bit of advice or the best thing you've learned from your granddad? Because he is he's an amazing human being. I honestly, I. He is class. Yeah, I get. I think I get a lot from my granddad, especially my love for singing and dancing. But the one thing we always say about my granddad, he wakes up every day in Costa del Clevedon, 
It could be peeing down with rain. It could be thunder and lightning. And Grandad John opens his curtains and he looks out of his window and he's so grateful to be alive. And he says to you, doesn't he, why would you want to go anywhere else? Why would you want to be in Mallorca when you could be here? He loves his life. Every day he wakes up, he's singing nonstop. La-dee-dee. <laughs> he's singing and dancing his way through life. And honestly, he's one of everyone a needs to Best be way to be. John and be a bit more like him. The world would be a better place if everyone had a bit of Grandad John. Imagine the whole world of Grandad Johns. That's it. You can, you can be free anywhere, can't you? Because like, I bet he feels free yeah. as fuck. I bet he feels so free, even oh, though he's he like. He's, he says he yeah. feels like he's on holiday every day. Yeah, he said he's on holiday twenty four seven, and yeah. I'm just like, wow, that is so amazing. Like, yeah. you can be anywhere in the world. You know, it doesn't matter where you are, but if you are genuinely just purely grateful of of life and just love life then you can be free anywhere in the world yeah and no i was gonna say and the flip side of that as well is there's people out in bali and all that working like one hour a day living the life but they feel like shit because internally they're not free externally they're free but it's freedom's both it's external freedom because you may feel great inside but if you're in a job that you hate and you're trapped and you gotta fucking work on someone else's schedule it's it's pretty fucking shit isn't it so freedom's internal and external so yeah you're absolutely bang on you've experienced you've experienced living out in Mallorca now like what is your like what are your advice for people that that really want to go go traveling obviously we we did Mallorca for three weeks and we went to Turkey for two weeks afterwards and obviously next year we're planning to be away most of the year like what's your piece of advice for anyone that's sitting on the fence they really want to go traveling but they're they're just they're holding back and they're they're avoiding it just do it that is as simple as that I was thinking of all the things that could go wrong and then one day I literally just woke up and thought do you know what I've just got to go and it was the best decision I've ever made so don't overthink and you literally just I always think to myself right if I drop dead tomorrow would I be happy with my life um, would I have regrets and if you've got regrets then something's wrong you need to go for it and I love I'm that. so glad I, I love did. that a good thing to do as well like if if you're like struggling to work out whether or not you want to go traveling or work out whether or not you want to start a business just write down I know it's simple but just write down all the negatives of why you don't want it why you shouldn't do it but then write down all the positives of why you should do it you know you start changing your your state of thinking of because a lot of people when they make a decision they just think of the negative 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 but just start focusing on the on the positives. Like, what are the positives of you starting this business or you joining this uh, new club or you going to traveling? I guarantee you there'll be more positives than negatives. And then you'll start, like, working out, actually, no, this is the right decision. I may as well just go and do it. And I guarantee you, you'll start changing your life just by pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and just and getting out there. Because the thing is, with, like, a lot of... The year, I know obviously if you're in a, a nine to five job, you obviously get a select amount of time of holiday. But especially for a lot of listeners that are in their 20s, like there is never a better time like in your life to just go and travel. Like just do it. Just You've take that no risk. Commitments. You just got to do it. And it and it will yeah it will completely change your life. I'm so excited for all the traveling we've got to do. Like we haven't even touched no. the surface yet. Like, we haven't yet. Gap year when you could have a gap life. <laughs> it's my favorite uh, favorite life. quote. That have a gap life. I love life it. In it. Do you know what I mean? It's what um, fuck the gap it's What James James Smith says as well. He says if you go to your deathbed and you say fair play, 
You fucking know you've yeah, done life that. right, haven't you? <laughs> like, that's what you're going to do. You want to get on your deathbed? You go, fair play. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it? Ellie, before we wrap up Listen, then, I've got a... Oh, go on. Mate, Mr. Weber. Go for it, lad. Oh, I was just about to say, Ellie, before we wrap up, what does freedom lifestyle look like to you? What's your freedom lifestyle? My freedom lifestyle, and this is going to happen. I'm going to put it out there. Now I'm going to manifest which I'm getting into. Love it, love it. She's slowly getting there. She's I'm turning into me. Getting, yeah. <laughs> She's getting a bit woo-woo. Slowly, slowly, slowly. My freedom lifestyle, I've got my businesses, they're going well. I'm performing for me, for nobody else, when I want, wherever I want. I'm traveling the world. I'm married to Callum. We've got four beautiful children <laughs> and I'm sipping cocktails on a beach somewhere wearing a big fat Tiffany ring, planning my wedding. God, I tell you what. That's what it looks like to me. It's going to be an expensive life for me. <laughs> Have you bought that ring, Callum? Get earning, Callum. <laughs> You're just trying to get Jacob a bit of payback. Jacob calls me Mrs. Webber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, if any lad listens to this now and you've got a girlfriend, I guarantee you'll relate, like, Especially when we're abroad. Yeah, it's hard when you're abroad because I just see the wedding. I can just So it. I'm sure all the lads listening to this will sympathise me, but we'll wrap it up there. It's been absolutely class as always. It's been like a reunion. I've it, loved it. It is like a reunion. I, I miss you, Jacob. I can't wait for the reunion to be when we all move abroad together yes. and uh, we're doing these podcasts abroad. But I hope everybody's listened to this has absolutely loved it. Obviously, if you can, give it a five-star review, get it around, and uh, we'd really appreciate that. But and we're... let them know if you want me back. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Grandad John. We've got to get Grandad yes, John on there as definitely. well. So um, other than that, peace out, guys. Cheers. See you later. Hey.